Hey everyone, I'm Matt. Welcome to another episode of Casual Tutors. I'm here with Kyle and no Doug this week. And that being said, it's another week where I'm not going to let Kyle introduce himself. Rude. All for the best. Anyways, we're going to keep it short and sweet this point. This week, there's not a lot happening. Kyle and I are definitely not on top of our magic game with neither of us playing magic for essentially a month. Um, but there has been some things that came out of Magic Vegas, and that was Lost Caverns of Ixalan preview cards. Um, not a whole lot. I think there's probably a dozen if you count the Jurassic World cards. Uh, but there are some super sweet and exciting things on the way that we can't wait to talk about. So here we are. Kyle, what's what's the most exciting thing for you coming out of Caverns? So it's hard. Um, one, I, I fucking love Jurassic World. I'm so excited for these. Um, I am the worst. We just just literally just had a conversation about this, but uh, uh, Universes Beyond is great when I love the IP and terrible when I hate it. Um, the land cycles are sick, but I think the coolest just Ixalan card, none of the outlying arts or Universes Beyond shit, I, I think Galt is going to be sweet, especially because I have a Gishath Dinosaur deck. Yeah, already still eight mana, 12, 12 with trample, and then just so much extra value when he ETBs. Not even when you cast him, ETBs. And that's the so, thing, man. Gishath triggers him, brings him out for free, and then he ETBs and takes all the ones in my hand that Gishath can't trigger onto the battlefield. Oh, chef's kiss. Well, not even that. Just all the sneak attack shenanigans where you sneak attack Galta, put his trigger on the stack, return Galta, and then oh, you sure. legit bring himself out with yeah. his own trigger like ridiculous sure 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 my hope is still to make Gashath work though <laughs> yeah one day what about um, you um if we're sticking to just pure ixalan non-reprint non-universe beyond cards uh it's probably gonna be coercive portal but that's what's um it's it's a new card but it's what they consider their treasure trove which is a new thing they're doing for caverns where they're not available in regular booster packs as far as I'm um as far as I know they're only set in collectors they take up like a new slot mm. in those packs but anyways course of portal is a four mana artifact with will of the council the beginning of your upkeep starting with you each player votes for carnage or homage if carnage gets most more votes sacrifice portal and destroy all non-land permanents if homage gets more votes or the vote is tied draw a card so it's just pure draw card value, essentially, because there's going to be very few times where people are going to want to wipe the board. So this is either going to eat removal or it's going to draw you a shit ton of cards, essentially, as I read it. There are going to be those mad lads out there that just trigger it. You know, they'll, they'll try to find the best opportunity. There's no creatures on the board, no permanents on the board or whatever, and just get it off the board early. But, you know, I think you're going to be playing this in decks that, you know, one that the board wipe is not just going to affect you. And two, you know, you're want to time it so that it has the most impact on the board. You're not going to want to play it into an empty board state. Right. Right. Even though it's sitting at four mana, the odds of you actually playing it on four in a commander game, at least are pretty slim. In my opinion, you're, you are like Matt said, going to want to wait till there's a little more action going on and people are a little more protective of their board states. Yeah. 
And not to spoil anything, but you know, when you're dropping your mana crypts and your soul rings, you're not going to turn three into a coercive portal with this. You're just, it's just going to be bad. You're not going to get to draw the card. They're just going to immediately vote to wipe it. Well, and then they'll wipe. It's all non-land permanents, right? So then all yeah, non-land, you're yeah. not going to want to get it early at all because then you'll wipe out your mana rocks. Yeah. And there goes your mana crypt and your soul ring. So what's your favorite non-specific Ixalan card? Well, or standard set card. Oh man, it's hard. So, welcome to Jurassic Park is pretty sweet. Um, first of all, a saga that flips into a land, cool. I like sagas. I like flipping. Uh, second of all, the Jurassic Park part is obviously pretty good. It's it's we've we've seen them do this in the past. It's a powered down guy's cradle, a powered down. Um, what's the really good one from the original Ixalan? Um, that also flips and taps for it taps for green for each creature you control. Yeah, something of Itlamok. Yeah, growing rights of Itlamok. So it's just yeah. dinosaurs, but you know, in the dinosaur deck, but it also doesn't just tap for each creature you control. It also gives each dinosaur in your graveyard escape, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, so it's just pure value in your dinosaur decks. Um, on top of everything that the saga does before that, obviously. My favorite card that's coming up in this set that isn't brand new fresh for caverns of ixalan is i mean iconically caverns of souls cavern of souls just coming back into standard uh you know the hero of tribal decks it's the land that everybody wants for the commander for whatever tribal decks they're running it's just you know protection from you know counter spells it's just so much synergy with all your tribal decks and i'm stoked to see it because i don't have any and I'm definitely going to be buying a play set of them because there's something that you're going to want forever. Um, for people that don't know, Cavern Souls, when it enters the battlefield, you choose a creature type. You can tap it to add a colorless, or you can tap it, add one mana of any color, spend it only to cast the creature spell of the chosen type, and that spell can't be countered. So just perfect fixing for your tribal decks and, you know, just counter protection. I know nothing about the standard meta right now. I don't know if there's tribal decks out there <laughs> floating around. This even care if this is going to have any kind of impact on that, but it is sweet to see it coming back to standard. And, you know, it is a mythic, but there are six different printings of it in different colors that I think are all available, or maybe there's going to be one or two that are exclusive to collector boosters, but either way, there's going to be a whole plethora of cavernous souls out there for people to chase. Um, speaking of that, is it, confirmed that it's because i'm only seeing it as a showcase right now and i'm also seeing the mana crypt as the showcase and i'm i think based on the symbols are different so cavern of souls is confirmed in standard i'm fairly certain it is because it has uh lost cavern of ixalan number um abbreviation and it has a number okay okay a set number a card number that's within the set so 410 Whereas if you look at Mana Crypt, it has, it's double zero zero one seven. It's a four-digit number, and it's SPG is its set symbol. I don't believe Mana Crypt is going to be standard. I, I hope Mana Crypt is not going to be standard legal. That would be absurd. Yeah, it, it the Mana Crypt symbol is definitely different. Um, yeah. It was just hard to tell. I, I, I kind of, I, I don't know if I have a problem with these showcases. I do like them. I think that 
The problem I have is that the Mana Crypt in all the different colors is the same art as just whatever this special guest art is. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wish it was different art, and then they did the colors. I also, kind of looking around, I'm kind of disappointed that I don't see more of this like Aztec Mayan art on the showcases. If you scroll down uh, Mythic Spoiler to the Skull Spore Nexus, you see that? Yeah, yeah. I, I think Whereas, that's like the, yeah. That's really cool. And I, I mean, I'm sure we're going to get more like that, but I'm like seeing all these other showcases and I'm like, none of those are nearly as cool as that one. I really like the breaches frame, uh, but it still has that Mayan at calendar esque vibe to it. Like yeah. Nazca lines or something going on in the background. That one's not too bad. I, I guess we're just going to skip right over. Obviously, Mana Crypt is also getting a reprint in the <laughs> set, but kind of like we alluded to, it's not going to be available in standard, and it's probably going to be another one of those cards that's only available in set and collector boosters, which is totally fine. Um, the, the main benefit I see Cavern of Souls and Mana Crypt being in this is that they're going to make this set extremely desirable to people that want to stock up on these cards for resale purposes or for their own personal collections. So there's going to be a ton of supply for all these non cavern non mana rock chase cards so breaches is going to be all over the place galto is going to be all over the place you know you're gonna have opportunities to buy these cards for cheap kind of like we, we saw with um wilds of eldraine where there's chase cards in there that people wanted you know these cool graffiti foil ristic studies and stuff like that that just absolutely plummeted the, the prices of all the other cards from the set Mana Crypt's a good reprint too. For some reason, I was thinking Mana Vault was the one that, uh, or Mana Crypt was the one that was reprinted recently, but it was Mana Vault. So we've gotten some some decent Mana Vault reprints here in the ne- recent past that has lowered Mana Vault's price um, pretty decently. So Mana Crypt is a good one to get reprinted too. Yeah, and you know, there's pretty much one for every color of deck you can have, except for black. But I guess you could just run yellow in its place, and you're all set. Or you could, I guess, you could run the the special guest one it's kind of black but here you go one one for each color of your decks that you run no biggie easy i'm sure it's not going to cost you a fortune so other big ones and this we we see skull spore nexus only in this cool aztec frame that kyle was talking about but it's another banger of a card it's a six mana two green Legendary artifact. The spell costs X less to cast, where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. So here we go back with that dinosaur bullshit. Whenever one or more non-token creatures you control die, create a green fungus dinosaur creature token with base power and toughness equal to the total power of those creatures. And then two, tap it, double target creature's power till the end of turn. So already in love with big power creatures, like i.e. Galta being a 12-12. And then just, you know not punishing you for just recklessly running them into your opponents because if they die, well, now you've got a fungus dinosaur because that's not terrifying. Right. And honestly, anything that base costs eight mana that you're almost definitely going to be casting for two, it's probably going to be pretty good. Yeah. Look at the Great Henge. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's base cost, base cost at eight, but it's that same kind of thing where it's absurdly costed up front, but super easy to get cheap. I also don't think the Skull Spore Nexus is as good as the Great Henge, but that's exactly what no. came to mind for me was the no, Great Henge. Th- yeah, but the, the similar mechanics, not nearly as good, but still pretty sweet for those big beater decks that people like to run. Um, we talked about Breaches and his cool frame. We we have his cool frame and his regular frame. Uh, 
both arts are pretty decent. Um, I think the cool frame just, I guess they are different. I was going to say, I think the cool frame borrowed the same monkey art and just pasted it on top of a new background, but I guess they are different looking. Uh, it's kind of the same. It's not the same art, but you definitely it's similar. Tell it's similar. Yeah. Yeah. But breaches is a two and a red legendary creature, goblin pirate. So everyone that's stoked for pirates, they are confirmed coming back in Ixalan. Big shocker. I know. But first strike, whenever a pirate you control attacks, choose one that hasn't been chosen this turn. Create a treasure token. Seems like a pirate thing. Target creature can't block this turn. I don't know what pirates do that. And exile the top card of your library. You may play it this turn, which also not a pirate thing, but just awesome. Who doesn't love just utility draw? Well, fun from somebody who used to have a Beckett brass deck and who wouldn't mind putting it back together with uh, new pirate cards. Then not blocking this turn is pretty cool for Beckett Brass because she specifically cares about pirates dealing combat damage. It's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I mean that is that is kind of neat. And then this is anything that's going to say whenever, like whenever a pirate, not just like, not just like him or something like that, is obviously going to be super powerful too. Yeah, it does limit it to one abil- one of the abilities per turn, so you can't you know create multiple treasure tokens whenever a pirate attacks or whatever. I was just saying, I don't know why pirates are the creature type that make target creatures not able to block. Like why why is that a pirate thing? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I do agree it is cool, and I do have a Beckett. I, I don't know if I took my Beckett brass apart either, but I did have a Beckett brass at one point as well. And it is um, it is so like if you attack with three pirates, you'd get all three triggers. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, I thought yeah. so, and that's why they worded it that way. Yeah, uh, and I was wrong. School Spore Nexus, we did get the regular card art for it, and it these. I wasn't going to correct you. Yeah. Um, kind of on the latest Planeswalkers, not Planeswalker things, we see Holotly, Poet of Unity, back in the set. Which, uh, a couple of things I wanted to say about her. One, we have not seen her flip side. Correct. So she is, so she she is, is a, double-faced. A double-faced. So we have not seen her flip side, so we don't know exactly what that means. Um, two, she was one that we were pretty sure was going to be de-sparked or whatever you want to call it. Um, but again, I would wait to see her flip side to verify that. I, I, don't, I don't trust X Planeswalker with a flip side. Yeah. It would be cool if she like just flipped into a saga or something um see that mechanic returning uh, i really liked when sagas were on the back well i guess on the front side of the phyrexian cards mm-hmm. um kind of doing the opposite having the creature on the front and then a saga on the back would be cool well or, I, or was that how it was in phyrexia either way i have i have a little a little um what do you call it um prediction because Ixalan has always been kind of a weird place for planeswalking anyways, right? Because it's where the the Immortal Sun was and um, what's his name? Azor gave up his spark here or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're journeying to the center of the earth, basically. That's the idea behind this set, from my understanding. Uh, It'd be really cool story-wise if Watley was like, ha-ha, I found this thing. Um, Not if it worked for everyone, but it would be cool for her. Like, haha, I stole Azor's spark. Yeah, something stupid like that. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they tied that in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, Halotly is two in a green legendary creature, human warrior bard, which seeing bard return from our adventures over in um, 
what's Dungeons and Dragons place called? Baldur's Gate and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Making a return as a creature type. Uh, but when Hotly enters the battlefield, search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle. And then my favorite part of this card right here, it's three for Boros hybrid, Boros hybrid. So she is green, white, red color type. Exile Hotly, return to the battlefield, transformed under her owner's control, activate only as a sorcery. So not only does she ramp you, she's three colors. So thinking commander, like perfect. You know, I love three and up color combinations. She just gives you a lot more utility, a lot more options. She gets you the land that you need. So assuming you only have two colors in your hand, she goes and gets you that third. And then for relatively cheap, she transforms. So kind of like you said, based on whatever she transforms into, could be really good, could be really bad because five is not very hard to achieve. This is crazy, Matt. So I just scryfalled it, and I don't know why it's not on Mythic Spoilers, but the backside of Watley has been spoiled, and it is a saga. Um, oh, so which maybe is, I have seen it. Which is crazy, but and it's cool. Um, the first, the first uh, step is create two 3-3 three, three green dinosaur creature tokens. Awesome. Second step is uh, creatures you control have tap add Naya. Not, it's add red green or white um not adnaya that'd be sick but um yeah and then the third one is search your library for a dinosaur card reveal it put it into your hand then shuffle and the last one is dinosaurs you control gain double strike and trample until end of turn and the card's called roar of the fifth people and i have seen this i don't know why it's not on yeah i don't know why it's not on here now i'm gonna look up this other one that you should talk about too oh this other one i should talk about yeah. Like it's double faced. Is that Oher yeah. Exonal Deepest Might? Yes. Something like that. That exactly. New God alert. New God just dropped. Yeah. Exelon. Dinosaurs, gods, pirates, and vampire conquistadors now. And Mayan angels, maybe? I heard rumors. Oh, that'd be cool. I guess that the, another card that's coming kind of looks like it, but she's a fairy. Never mind. Um, so Oher, these two and two red, legendary creature god. 4-4, four, four, Trample. If a red source you control will deal an amount of non-combat damage less than Oher Exani's power to an opponent, that source deals damage equal to Oher's power instead. When Oher dies, return to the battlefield tapped and transform under its owner's control. And I do sure. have the backside. Okay, let's hear it. And so the backside is a land called Temple of Power, which is badass. It taps for a red, and you can pay two in a red, Tap it, transform Temple of Power, activate only if a red source or if red sources you control dealt four more non-combat damage this turn and only as a sorcery. So it's, he's like a immortal god, basically. Pretty sweet. Uh, best part about him, he has a Cardosaurus for a right arm. It's all you need to know. Just the head of a horned dinosaur with big old teeth. Jesus Christ, I did not notice that until you said that. <laughs> That's badass. I don't, I don't know why. I mean, obviously it fits because Ixalan's all about dinosaurs, but I don't know where this comes from. This is out of like left field for me. Why, why does he have a Carno arm? <laughs> Dude, he's sweet. He's got a, a badass like sun mask. He's got a sword that's on fire, and he's got a dinosaur for an arm. Yeah, and he turns your shocks and bolts into four mana, one four damage, one mana spells. So, freaking stellar! Right. I guess we really only have one more card that was revealed to talk about before we start talking about Jurassic Park cards. 
or any more about Jurassic Park cards, and that's Kellen Daring Traveler. And this is what I was talking about when it kind of looks like a Mayan fairy or Aztec fairy or angel, but she is actually just a human fairy scout. So she's a fae, no mm-hmm. angel there. More importantly, she has adventure stapled onto her. So just carrying on from woe with those adventures and, you know, obviously just pure value town when you get two cards on one, um, always a good thing. But adventure, adventure sweet. I really like adventure as a mechanic. I also think that adventure on legendary creatures is really cool because that gives you two spells casting costs yeah well alternate casting costs two spells in the command zone well i mean so so commander tax doesn't affect the adventure part right so in this case her adventure is called journey on it costs one green you create x map tokens where x is one plus the number of opponents who control an artifact and if you could just keep casting that for green you you put in the card in exile after you adventure so then she's always going to cost one and a white to come out Hmm. So we'll have to look into if commander tax applies to the adventure part of the commander card or I'm not. Looking right now. But the rest of what Kellen does is whenever she attacks, you reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature card with mana value three or less, put it into your hand. Otherwise, you may put it into your graveyard. So you get a surveil um, for CMC three or less, essentially, uh, which is great because she costs two. So this is just kind of a CMC three or less tribal deck. In white and green, so Selesnia, not super hard to do. There's a lot of high-powered stuff that costs three or less. No, so, okay, so here's the thing. So being a commander is an aspect of the card in the commander in the command zone. So it retains the characteristics of being your commander no matter what, no matter how you cast it, no matter what you do. So they're saying that casting the adventure side, Casting the adventure side not only will trigger spells like Flamekin Herald that say commander spells you cast have cascade, um, so they will trigger those, but it also does count as you casting your commander. Okay. Well, there goes that dream. Now, what I don't know is, is if you cast the journey on, well, I guess it wouldn't matter that much. Never mind. I don't know how it works with putting it into exile and then casting it from exile, all that nonsense well, but so it still gets the commander text from casting journey on from your command zone so the next time you cast either part of the card from your command zone is going to be two more right yeah but if you if you do journey on and then you say you pay the commander tax on journey on you don't have to pay the commander tax to cast kellen from your exile right so you you're not casting it yeah so one you, mana you don't really you don't really save any mana um because you're still paying a commander tax either way every time you cast it oh, for yeah. either side of the card yeah yep you're right but yeah so definitely a lot more to come i want to talk more about these basics because this yeah. is like they are so cool man i love them yeah they're they're like unset basics but not there i i have no bad things to say about these the art's incredible the stamp on them for the symbol and the words everything i love them yeah, I would be. I mean, I know this just might be how they're showing up on Mythic Spoiler, but if they didn't have a black frame at all around them, like except for like the bottom where all the copyright text is, I could see that having to be there. But for the rest of the card, if it didn't have a black frame and it was just all the way to the edge, the art, I would like be even more so in love with them. But I think they're stellar. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I say this a lot about the because there seems like the basic land game has been stepping up a lot over at Watsy lately. 
But, you know, this might be one where I look at just picking up just basic lands, getting a, a whole grouping of them, because I'm definitely not buying seal product. I had that opportunity to get some good deals, and I let that ship sail. Anyways, kind of, I think the two cards that are having the biggest splash, besides the reprints, is going to be uh, Ian Malcolm, Chaos Titian, Chaos Titian, and Indominus Rex Alpha, which obviously are two Jurassic World cards that are being printed into the set. Uh, Ian Malcolm is one uh, red and a blue for a legendary creature, Human Scientist. Whenever a creature player draws their second card, each turn that player exiles the top card of their library. During each player's turn, that player may cast a spell from among the cards they don't own, exiled with Ian Malcolm, and mana of any type can be spent to cast it. I mean, so, all pun intended, that sounds pretty chaotic. Literally, just the Chaos Commander. They just didn't even try to be stealthy about it. And fuck them. Fuck all your Chaos players. I hate playing Chaos. I, listen, I, I was reading that, and, and I'm just immediately, I'm like, that's not going to be fun to play against. No, no chaos deck is fun to play against except for the person that makes it. And even then they're lying to themselves because it is not fun. And I don't care what you want to tell me. If I sit down at a table, you tell me you're going to play chaos one. I'm going to say, okay, because I don't tell people what they can and can't play it with me, but I will also do everything in my power to kill you as fast as possible. I don't care if your deck is dawdling. I don't care if your deck is going off. I don't care if you tell me it's just Dr. Ian Malcolm and, you know, 60 other, you know, like one, one do nothing creatures. I will do everything I can to kill you, which that kind of sounds like a troll deck because Ian Malcolm is just going to have you exiling all those one, one blue creatures do nothings. And you're going to be casting everybody else's shit. And they're going to be stuck casting your one ones. What did I just unleash on this world? (laughs) Yeah, so fuck Ian Malcolm, fuck Chaos, and if you play Chaos, I highly recommend you try finding a real deck to play. <laughs> All right, that's Ian Malcolm. I want to talk about new Dinosaur Boy, Indominus Rex Alpha, which is a dinosaur mutant, which is cool. It's also, okay, so it's, it's a little bit of a bummer, but also really cool for me that it's in Sultai, uh, blue, black, green, because can't play it with my other dinosaurs, but we also, I think, needed a decent, interesting Sultai commander. What do you think, Matt? I mean, that's kind of a, a big, broad, general statement there, but I do feel like the kind of stereotypical Sultai commanders are all fairly old now. Yeah, although I will say, okay, so I say we maybe needed a newer one. I don't think that it's all that different and interesting. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read what he says. So he's one, two hybrid Demir, two green. So five total mana for a 6-6 six, six dinosaur mutant. Um, as Indominus Rex Alpha enters the battlefield, discard any number of creature cards. It enters with a flying counter on it if the creature is discarded as flying. Same with first strike, double strike, death touch, hexproof, haste, indestructible, lifelink, menace, reach, trample, and vigilance. So you have most of the evergreen mechanics. When it enters, draw a card for each counter on it. What I think is interesting is I, I think, obviously, I think that you're probably going to play some graveyard recursion being in these colors, but I think yep. that the discarding and the rewarding you for more discarding, but then giving you back, I think that's the interesting part. I think that's, it's, it's the discard 
to draw thing has always been more of like a Rakdos thing. Yeah, more impulse draw type stuff. Right. And I get and it's not entirely discarded draw, it's just rewarding you for you know, however many you discard with the counters on them. I, I think it's interesting. I think I think this this long line of evergreen mechanics test text is not really something we've seen in these colors. That's more of a like a white thing. Like look at all these different mechanics we can throw onto a creature. I think that the impulse draw is more red. I, I, I'm interested to see how that plays. I hate it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I want to tell you why. Okay. So for years, any white deck that commander, any commander white deck that Watsi put out had one card in it that was a dinosaur and had just keyword pasta all over the front of it printed. And that card is a Tulpa. Now here they have a dinosaur commander who cares about keywords and you can't play as a Tulpa. This is very ruined. true. I, I'm totally ruined. I honestly, I wouldn't have argued it at all, even though it would have made no sense if they had printed this in Naya just so I could play it. But uh, I mean, Abzan, it is a very Abzan thing to do already. At least Abzan. I, I think Abzan would have been better. Sure. I do think Abzan it has this ability, though, like not with the draw cards for each counter has, but the discard get this keyword shenanigans. So I feel like. I feel like they stapled draw cards on this, so it made sense in blue. I yeah. feel like. I don't know where the green comes from, to be completely honest. I, I don't understand why it's green. Um, it the, being a dinosaur. It being a dinosaur, I guess, yeah. Uh, a dinosaur, a mutant, or whatever. The discard is going to be black. Obviously, you're going to play Graveyard Recursion, which is going to be black. So you're going to want this card in black. I feel like the only reason I can honestly think that they would have printed this in Sultai is so that you could do shenanigans like play Moldrotha in this deck and uh, have no consequences whatsoever. Gross. Yeah. Anyways, that's all the cards that have come out uh, so far. Looking pretty sweet. Um, I'm pretty excited. I, I do like these. I know we, we also had this discussion earlier where anytime that Watsi takes like live action characters and makes them into cards, they usually do a really bad job of it. And the art looks off. But I, I really like this art. Even the cartoony Jurassic Park arches. Yeah, it doesn't look too bad. Nice thing about that is going to be the same with the Transformers cards that we saw in Brothers War is, yes, there are going to be people like Ian Malcolm and uh, the other archaeologist dude, but... Dr. Grant? Dr. Grant, yes, thank you. Um, there are going to be people like that who get cards, but a lot of them are going to be dinosaurs, right? Like, Yeah, most of them are going to be dinosaurs, I believe. Yeah, so it's... Uh, a cartoony dinosaur is not going to be nearly as off-putting as a cartoony person. No, that Indominus Rex looks absolutely sick. Yeah, I can't wait to see a blue card. That's pretty much all we had. Don't forget, down in our description is a link tree with to all our socials. Go check them out. Drop us a like. Make sure you share with all your friends. We really want to grow. We really want to bring out more episodes for you guys to listen to. And don't forget, you know, like I already said, this set's going to be printed into the ground. It's a standard set. People are going to buy the shit out of it to get Cavern of Souls and Mana Crypt. So buy singles because they're going to be ridiculously cheap. Anyways, I'm Matt. I'm Kyle. And we're the Casual Tutors. Thanks for listening.